0: Jeremy Bowman. Episode 6, Comparing SDA Fabric-Enabled Wireless with Over-The-Top. In this episode, we will examine how both Over-The-Top Wireless, or OTT, works and compares to Fabric-Enabled Wireless, or FEW, in a Cisco SDA Campus Fabric. This episode makes the assumption that a functional SDA-wired environment with at least one control plane node, a border node, and a fabric edge node have already been deployed or designed As we will restrict our discussion to the wireless aspects first let us consider the simpler case that is the ott or over the top this method is referred to as over the top since the wireless environment is completely unaware of the sda fabric when you are migrating an existing site to an sda campus you normally already have wireless infrastructure at the location let us consider the traditional use case where you have a centrally located Cisco wireless lay-in controller, for instance, in the data center. At the campus location, you have multiple Cisco access points. The APs may have already been deployed with local switching or with FlexConnect. In the local switching model, the AP receives power via PoE from the switch and powers on. It uses DHCP to discover its IP information as well as the IP address of the WLC with which it should register. The AP then uses this information to register with the WLC using the CAPWAP protocol. The communication between the AP and the WLC is referred to as CAPWAP Control Protocol. Within this control communication, the WLC informs the AP of all the necessary control information needed for the AP to function. Such as the SSIDs to broadcast, the wireless security configuration, appropriate radio settings, etc. Whether you are using OTT or fabric enabled wireless, this part of the process remains the same. In the OTT model, when a wireless client associates with the AP, the client obtains an IP address of a subnet that exists off of the WLC. This makes the client appear to exist in the data center, for instance or wherever the WLC exists in the environment. When the client sends a data packet over the air to the AP, the AP encapsulates the frame as a CAPWAP data packet. The CAPWAP data packet is a layer three packet destined to the WLC and sourced from the AP itself. The CAPWAP data packet traverses the network and arrives at the WLC. The WLC decapsulates the data packet and puts it in the wired environment locally. Return traffic to the wireless client traverses the network in the same manner. It follows the wired environment to the WLC where it is again encapsulated into a CAPWAP data packet and forwarded to the AP where the client is currently associated. The AP decapsulates the CAPWAP packet and puts it on the air to the client. This whole process is referred to as local switching in the wireless environment. When you are migrating to SDA at a campus location, using OTT for the wireless while you are building out the wired infrastructure can make the overall migration planning and deployment become smoother and easier. In fact, it is not uncommon to have SDA migration planning focus on migrating the wired environment to SDA with some later maintenance window focused on the wireless migration aspects. This allows you to vet the SDA environment without additional complication. The wireless users are not impacted so long as the underlay routing is functional. That is part of the benefit of starting with OTT since the original campus normally will have all of the devices in the single global routing table. With OTT, the APs remain in the SDA infrastructure VN, which is really the global routing table. So going to SDA is virtually invisible to the wireless clients and infrastructure. Granted, the APs may be changing IP subnets, for instance, but this is only minimally impactful and straightforward if planned. The rest of this episode, we will focus our attention on Fabric-Enabled Wireless. Before we touch on how FEW works, we will first discuss the various benefits over just OTT. By going to Fabric-Enabled Wireless, now all of your wireless clients will utilize the same singular policy that you developed for the wired SDA environment. This means it does not matter how a particular user connects, whether wired or wireless, they are subject to the same policy. Additionally, since FEW does not use the CAPO app data packet, but instead forwards traffic directly into the wired environment, the load on the WLC caused by user traffic completely goes away. With SDA, there is a requirement for the WLC to be local to the fabric due to the control plane signaling between the WLC and the SDA control plane device. However, the WLC itself can be a lower end platform since it's no longer in the actual data path. Let's now look at how FEW actually works. First, we will get the WLC and APs integrated as part of the SDA fabric. This is done by first adding the WLC at the site to the Cisco DNA Center. The DNA Center will push the required com- fabric configuration to the WLC. This includes the credentials needed by the WLC to create a secure connection to the control plane node. Now our WLC is able to participate in the SDA fabric. So how do the APs come online? The magic happens that the fabric edge node is directly connected to the AP. The fabric edge node is pre-provisioned with a configuration macro that helps the AP connectivity. When the AP is plugged into a fabric edge node port, The Fabric Edge Node discovers the AP via CDP and applies the configuration macro to assign the switch port to the correct VLAN. This VLAN happens to be part of the infrastructure VN in the underlay. The AP acquires its IP address via DHCP just as before. The AP is also registered with the SDA Fabric Control Plane as a wired host by the Fabric Edge Node. The AP joins the WLC using the traditional CAPWAP control protocol as a local mode AP. The WLC will then validate that the AP is SDA capable or not. If so, the WLC will then query the control plane node to determine if the AP is connected to the fabric. That is, is the endpoint ID of the AP registered with the SDA control plane as a directly connected wired device behind a fabric edge node? If it is, the control plane node will reply to the WOC with the R-lock of the fabric edge switch. This means the AP is attached to the fabric. If the control plane had replied with an NMR, or negative mapping response, the WOC would know that the AP is not connected to the fabric. At this point, the WOC will do a layer 2 lisp registration for the AP with the control plane. This is a special secure client registration that is performed by the WLC in order to pass specific metadata to the directly attached fabric edge node from the WLC itself. Since the WLC performed a proxy registration for the AP with the control plane node, the control plane node will now notify the fabric edge node with the metadata that was passed from the WLC to the control plane node. This tells the Fabric Edge Switch that the attached AP is not only an AP, but a Fabric enabled AP which makes the Fabric Edge Switch create a VXLAN tunnel to the specific IP address, which is the IP of the AP itself. So even though the Fabric Edge Switch and the AP are directly cabled to each other, they create a VXLAN tunnel between them. Now we have our AP onboarded into the SDA Fabric. Let's look at how a wireless client is able to join the SDA fabric and start sending traffic. First, the client authenticates to a fabric-enabled WLAN. The authentication traffic continues to use the CAPWAP control pathway between the AP and the WLC. The WLC will get the SGT information from ICE. In turn, the WLC will update the AP of the Layer 2 VNID and SGT information for the client. The WOC will then proxy register the client layer 2 information with the control plane. This is a LISP modified message that passes additional information like the client SGT. The Fabric Edge node then gets notified by the control plane node about the proxy registration and adds the client MAC address into the layer 2 forward table. If necessary, the Fabric Edge node will go fetch the necessary policy information from ICE, based on the client's SGT information as well. The client now initiates a DHCP request. The AP encapsulates it in a VXLAN packet with the Layer 2 VNID information. Remember the VXLAN tunnel is between the directly connected fabric edge node and the AP itself, so the VXLAN packet just travels to the directly connected fabric edge node. The Fabric Edge node maps the L2VNID to the proper VLAN interface and forwards the DHCP request in the overlay similar to a wired client. In our next episode, we'll discuss how the SDA Fabric DHCP process occurs. In the meantime, just know that our client receives an IP address from DHCP. The Fabric Edge node has DHCP snooping enabled which triggers a registration for the client with the control plane node by the fabric edge node itself. The client is now completely onboarded with a control plane node in both layer 2 and layer 3. In essence, our wireless client just looks to the rest of the SDA fabric as another wired endpoint behind our fabric edge node. But wireless clients move around. What happens when our client now roams to another AP that is behind another fabric edge node in the same fabric? Let's say our client roams from AP1 to AP2. The WLC will be updated to the roam from the AP. The WLC then updates the L2 MAC address entry on the control plane node with the new R-lock of Fabric Edge 2. The WLC will also update the forwarding table on the AP. When the control plane node gets the updated proxy registration, it will then make several notifications. It tells Fabric Edge 2 to add the client MAC address to its forwarding table pointing to the VXLAN tunnel it created with AB2. It will tell the original Fabric Edge switch, Fabric Edge 1, to clean up its records for the client. The control plane will also notify the border node to update the internal R-lock for this particular client. Once Fabric Edge 2 receives traffic from the client, it'll update the Layer 3 entry in the control plane appropriately. For the client, this just becomes a normal Layer 2 roam since it stays in the same VLAN with the same IP address information due to the anti gateway feature of SDA. If the roaming happened between APs on the same Fabric Edge node, then a Layer 3 update from the Fabric Edge node is not necessary, only the MAC address tables are updated in the process described. This has been episode 6 of IBN's Revenge with Jeremy Bowman. Tune in next time as we discuss in detail how DHCP works in the SDA fabric and how we address the inherent chicken and egg issue in the SDA fabric. We look forward to your comments and suggestions. Perhaps there is a topic you would like us to discuss. You can reach us on Twitter at IBN's Revenge Or send us email to comments at ibnsrevenge.com.